Three, two, two one. one. Let's go! go! Oh! <laughs> a is with us. I'm your host of the PBE Podcast, Troy Tittlemeyer, with the co-host, Matt the Skip Scipione, out in California, man. Always good to see you, even through a tele uh, a tv screen it's always good to see you man good to hear from you we are in 2021 this is the first show of 2021 man uh i appreciate you joining us of course what's going on man what's the latest dude not much man i mean just got through the holiday season new year new new beginnings we're gonna we're starting strong uh that's about it man what about you how are the holidays digital watch man it, it uh it, it tracks my sleeping Ooh. Yeah, didn't know I was such a light sleeper. No, I'm just kidding. I'm actually a heavy sleeper. But anyway, so it's cal- it's calculating my heart rate and basically trying to tell me that I get either eight hours of sleep or whatever it is and how much deep sleep, light sleep, REM, you know. You, and then yeah. it's in your psychology. Like I feel when I what, – what did you say, A-Train? What kind of watch is that? I don't even know the name of this thing. Uh, I don't know. It's not a it's not super expensive watch. It, it, okay. It's definitely not iPhone or, or Samsung. It's nothing like it could that. be. It could be any watch that wants to sponsor this podcast. <laughs> oh, I love that. That was natural. I also got nice little Arizona hat. Nice. Yeah, dude. Got a new hat. Got a new watch. And what I was going to say about the watch was something interesting. You wake up and you're like, man, how did I sleep? And now all of a sudden, my phone and this watch has this impact on my day. If I look at it and I see that I got like two hours of deep sleep, which is supposed to be like the average good amount of deep sleep you're supposed to get. If I see that on my watch, I'm like, oh, yeah, I feel good. I feel good. If I see an hour, I'm like, oh, I knew. I mean, uh, looking in the mirror, I'm tired. I get I think it had. It's doing something to me. It's doing something to me. I don't know. <laughs> new gifts, man. New me. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, I I don't know anything about deep sleep or REM sleep or the you know the science behind it, but it seems like there's like plenty of studies out there. And I mean, I could see just like waking up and immediately looking at your phone or your watch and being like, "How did I sleep? Did I crush it last night, or was it a bad sleep? Like, what's going on?" <laughs> Dude, I don't think I've slept in years. I think <laughs> every morning I wake up, I'm like, well, it's because my kid's still crawling to the bed with me at two in the morning. Oh, see, you're getting that disruption. You'd see it in the watch. And then they crawl into bed. And then, so I have a three year old and a two year old. So three year olds have to jump out of the crib, crawl into bed. Three year olds, two year old, she'll be two in uh, the end of this month. Wants a bottle still in the middle of the night, still thirsty, still changing diapers. Yeah, dude. So. Gosh, dude. A-train. So we have a train. We have Anthony Nieto from Midland, Texas, the man who runs the machine we call PBE Podcast. And we couldn't think of a better way to do this show, man. The first show of 2021 had to have been a recap of 2020. Let's reflect as this was a year of reflection and alignment. So how did that go for you? How did it go for Skip's? 
we reflect on 2020, 2020 in this show. It it allows us to really bring something of of, of uh, a lot of interesting things for 2021. A lot of motivation, a lot of excitement as usual per usual for PBE. But A Train, officially welcome to your first PBE podcast show, man. Yes. Thank you, guys. Thank you. <laughs> been too long yeah too long it's well, been too long for bringing me on the podcast and for giving me a this sick ass camera that y'all bought and left with me here in midland <laughs> i'm glad it's being used it's the least we could do <laughs> and i've taken photos with it a couple of times man the photos are amazing with it i and then i took it out for the jerry morales interview when we did the first video with it that was incredible and uh no, man. And then figured out it works as a webcam. So testing that using it as a webcam. Pretty <laughs> versatile. Yeah. There you go, man. And that ties, awesome. into, that ties into kind of how the whole show went. You know, we talked about 2020 and, and all the reflection and all the things we've learned and what we are able to recycle as motivation moving into 2021. But we're, we're tying this ability, your ability to be incredibly technical and sound in this stuff and, and make it actually work. Not just have an idea and then it kind of kind of works. You put out something there. It works, man. And we've proven that through our Urtech shows, SEG show of 2019. Like your ability is incredible. And now we have this, this idea that we're going to do the first big convention in person and virtual 100% big show in Midland, Texas. We're going to reevaluate the Permian base and we're bringing value back into the conversation for all geologists. It's important to be geoscientists. It's important to have the right geologic model. The engineers are going to get a lot from this. The companies, the industry, the future is bright, folks. It is. And I mean, it's it's something that we're going to need once obviously this is going to be occurring after the vaccines are delivered and you know once we start to get back to quote unquote normal it will not be normal first and foremost but the you know pre-covid era but uh we still want to make this a big community thing not only for pbe but for oil and gas and for midland itself Yep. And as we said, the technical side of everything is going well and A Train knows what he's doing. We lost his camera there. Yeah. For- <laughs> <laughs> well, is- well, he's back. He's- we'll take that out. We'll take that out. Battery died. Battery died on the camera and it left me frozen all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I ran, grabbed another battery, changed it real quick, and set out. I was like, A-Train's locked in. I was like, oh, shit, no, it's frozen. <laughs> Man, he's really into this. He's really engaged right now. <laughs> All oh, we man. know is that we really set up 2021 being able to survive 2020. And I will admit, PBE Podcast, you know, had to pull one of the SBA loans. We had to get COVID relief from that year because we went from all our PL and conventions and putting on live shows and being with people to not being able to be with people. That's why that loan existed, man. That's why that help existed because that was a major shift. It was a total loss for the yeah. company. And it got us through 2020. And now we have the technical ability with A-Train. We're still a team. We're still here. We're still doing great interviews. We're still doing podcasts. And now we're going to focus on this convention for 2021. We're bringing geology back, man. And it's exciting for the industry. I believe in this. I think we'll have a lot of support in this. 
I mean, this show was was really, really cool, man. I think PBE definitely has a future. And I think we really built something here. Yeah, you're definitely right. And and something that I know for both Troy and myself, it's we we love to do this. I mean, regardless of you know, monetary value or not, this is something that we're gonna keep doing. And until I guess we can't until like the time allotted doesn't allow us to do it, but we're, we're going to find a way to keep this thing going. And that's what we want to do. And I mean, this podcast that, I mean, your guys are listening to is we're going into, you know, our highlights and lowlights from 2020. We're talking about some of our favorite guests that we've had and, and from there, the future. And that's, and that's what we're most excited for. Yep. Hey, Trent, how'd the show go for you, man? How'd you like your first show? What'd you get from this? And let's uh, let's go from there. I'm so used to talking in person. I feel like I start rambling and then I don't know how to bring it back. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, how do I get out of this? I'm on camera now. Just try to get out of it. And before you know it, I just dig myself in deeper and then I need to stop. <laughs> so I'm still getting used to the podcast kind of format. Um, no, man, but it's, it's cool to get to see y'all and talk to y'all kind of put some of my eyes ideas out there just kind of what we're doing and and i'm kind of interesting interested in seeing some of the feedback that will possibly come back from us putting this out because i think all these things sound great and i think they're great ideas i think they have tons of potential and i'd like to see if other people are like yeah dude we want to see that that's just that last little bit of like yep we heard back they want it let's do it you know, that that's really what I'd like to, uh, to to see by the end of it, you know? Wow. Yeah, that's important, man. Yep. That's important. That's one of the biggest things that we have and the struggles we have with the PBE podcast is, you know, you don't see a ton of numbers on our YouTube uh, hits or whatever. But I think it's it has something maybe to do with how I use LinkedIn to drive the traffic. And I don't know if they if they're viewing those videos from LinkedIn that's not necessarily the same video I've uploaded to YouTube, right? I'm uploading to YouTube and I'm uploading to LinkedIn. So oh, yeah. it's two different audiences. Yeah. Yep. So two completely different audiences. The best bet would probably be to just upload to YouTube and then share the link on LinkedIn. And Well, you do that and everyone's going, dude, don't do that. You know, LinkedIn's going to shut this thing down from circling because you're driving everyone to a YouTube link. You got to do it like... I've gotten all kinds of feedback on what works and how you get you know likes and how you don't get the algorithm to run against you, blah, blah, blah. At the end of the day, if you look at the website and it looks and it shows an RSS subscriber. So this thing, this feed that takes our shows from the website and puts it on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, all the podcast uh, platforms, we get around 400 people a day or 400 RSS feed streams a day. So that right there is what I'm hanging my hat on going, man, there are people listening and pressing into the PBE podcast. It doesn't tell us who it gives us IP addresses, which I don't even know what the hell that even means, <laughs> but it shows that there's a bunch of people streaming this thing, man, daily, daily. There are people that like the show that keep up with these shows. Um, and that's, that's exciting. I think we'll get feedback from this. If we ask for it, we say, Hey, here's what our plan is. Here's the idea. Please provide feedback. I think we will get the feedback from amazing people in this industry that are still in it and want to see this event. I think we can do that. Dude, high like action shots of a podcast. I don't know how exciting it would be, but 
more uh, uh, legit this year and do some big stuff. We're going to fly that uh, camera over our heads on a helicopter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> drone in the room. <laughs> you might be onto something with uh, recording outcrop. You know, high-res outcrop drone footage would be fucking dope. Yeah. That would be good. All right. We are officially starting the conception part of the show, the PB Cup podcast, the first show of 2021 with A Train, the studio engineer, the guy who remembers the day when me and Skips and our at the time sidekick P Dog came in, was strutting. We're like, man, we want to create this podcast and we don't have any idea what we're doing. But it seems like you do, according to Google. So I'm glad you met with us and you were like, man, what do you guys want to do? And, and you gave us a great deal. The, the studio gave us a great deal. It made it affordable. We were able to get sponsors. We were able to actually start this, man, without just you know paying it completely out of pocket from ourselves, even though 2020 has been an opposite story. Uh, but 2019 started, man, and it started with A-Train. It started with a hell of a concept, and I think a great show started developing. We had amazing people in our uh friends and colleagues that were willing to be on this show and and it, it began man what do you think a train man i'd never i've never seen someone come in with a podcast and with any any client go from hey man we're showing up at the studio and then three months later doing like the biggest conventions in the oil and gas industry and doing podcasts and then we end up in san antonio right after that dude that that was amazing that was legit and I didn't know anything about the oil and gas industry. I probably still don't compared to everyone else listening to this right now. But at least I understand a few words. It's because of the PVE. <laughs> you remember it the same way, Skips? Is that how the history went? Dude, I mean, it, it from a, just an idea, just, hey, this would be something fun to do, put our time into it, to where it's come today, never would have expected it. Yeah. Never would have expected it. I mean, it's been a roller coaster. Don't get me wrong. I mean, had a good climb in the beginning. And then this year, I mean, for everyone, it's just been hunker down, survive. But, you know, I, I see greener pastures in the future, not only for the podcast, but for oil and gas in general. Right. Yep. And thank God we're still around, man. We're still around and not only still around, but, but cheers to that. But we are absolutely changing at least a, a, a little bit of what we thought we were to what it's going to be post COVID. And that doesn't happen without a train, a train's perspective while we were building and doing our thing and getting together and, and enjoying time spent with the guests and making this content, a train was sitting back there watching this going like, there's something, I think there might be something here, guys. <laughs> I think there might be something going on. And then fast forward through 2020 a little bit as the conception part of the show is about reflecting on 2020 and you know what it's done for us and uh, and what we've learned from it. How are we recycling this into motivation for 2021? That's definitely something I really want to address. And one of those things is, uh, you know, we we went from doing this convention style thing of a, such a brilliant way to take advantage of of an exciting podcast and a couple of kids or young professionals that are like, you know, just I I eager to engage and okay to kind of step on ourselves and, and not know everything about anything, but enough to pe put people in front of us and have these conversations. Dude, the uh, icon and um, and Fairfield, they were like, man, this is a great way to bring people together at the conventions where you have thousands of people from around the world all collecting into one building. 
they figured it out. They said, we're going to tie this podcast in. And I have several friends that were like, dude, I was on the showroom floor of Urtech that year. And there was nothing happening anywhere else in that building except the PBE podcast during that happy hour. Everyone was standing around that area. Maybe they weren't all listening in, but it still brought everybody in real tight. It wasn't all, it was just ghost town. And then this environment that was just hopping. And that's, that was brilliant, man. I got to give it up to the the folks that paid us to be there and made that happen. That was brilliant. Yeah. I really have to give it up to icon. I mean, they were phenomenal phenomenal the way they treated us the way you know they set it up for us and they just kind of said hey you do these interviews during the day and then happy hour comes around you guys do you yeah and i i appreciated that it wasn't like they were trying to keep us under control or push a narrative it was just like hey you guys come in come on our booth do what you guys do and it was a blast it was a blast oh man and even even the setup from the first one we had a little bitty table it was just kind of cool. We we're sitting around, people walking <laughs> behind us, little phones, everything got to work. By the second convention, the booth that we had, the PBE, man, what's oh the pool out there, dude? That was that was legit, dude. It looks so good. Oh. So good. Wow. Um, and the response was just huge the second time. We got we had a bunch of people the first time just stop and enjoy the show. The yeah. second time, it was more like everyone was making the talks. They knew they were coming up. They knew who was going to be on there. People had us on their agenda. That was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Fold out pamphlet, the trifold pamphlet. The trifold. <laughs> the whole icon. <laughs> the infamous trifold. But yeah, that was that was that was great. I mean, you, I mean, and then the people not only that we got to meet just doing that. I mean, the connections that we made at that booth, I never if you I never would have would have guessed or expected and the stories that like came out of it were phenomenal dude and still connected to those people i can call or email or text almost anyone from every one of those shows and it's like man it's great to catch up what's going on i mean that's 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 the amazing part i think of taking the risk you know what i mean skips like it's a social risk as dr tinker talked about how you're going to put your yeah. neck out there and be the, you're now the podcast guys. You guys even do geology anymore. You guys just fucking podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. You know, there's a lot to this. There's a lot yeah. to why it is entertaining and why we are able to captivate people. We are no shit going through, in my opinion, another science technical revolution. And we're on the front lines of that. And that's exciting. So our concepts and, and our questions are coming from a very different technical geologic background and approach. Yeah. And that drives a very interesting conversation. But beyond that, we're conversationalists. You know, anybody can get along with Skips and myself or whatever. We can have a good time getting to know you. And I'm genuinely trying to get to know you. I want to know your experience and I want to learn from you. I, I do believe that. And so we do that, man. And we took that social risk, I guess, and we created this thing. And man, what came from it? Friends for a lifetime. And being in this industry for a lifetime, I think we'll, we'll, we're going to keep going. And that's what the show is ultimately going to get to is how is PBE, P, PBE podcast going to bring back a convention into the oil and gas industry? How can these two guys that kind of just took this social risk and have these wild ideas, how are we going to actually pull this off? That's where A-Train comes in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I was gonna say we're we're still just geologists. They're they're A train is carrying this team right now. <laughs> so so the biggest thing that 
I guess not being in in a general what most people are in their careers and in the industry involved in oil, gas, or nursing or stuff. All my life, I've been in the music industry, doing live concerts, roads, touring, promotion, all this kinds of stuff. So when coronavirus hit, it tanked everything that we did. Live concerts, performances, contracts that were in place for um, for guaranteed, for guaranteed shows, recording studios, projects. You can't do any production. The film industry tanked, post-production tanked, everything. And it had to be not it's like every like anything else you either have to figure it out and make it work or you're just you're just going to die with the dinosaurs right you're not ever going to accomplish anything and i always tell kirsten i say i said kirsten uh, kirsten's my daughter by the way i know some of y'all guys know about her but this is what i used to tell her when she would study for work i said um a sign a sign of growth doesn't mean uh, a sign of growth isn't your ability to figure out the answer. It's your ability to f- ask better questions. Hmm. That's a very different perspective. So whenever you have something that you need to figure out, you're not trying to answer a question. You're trying to figure out a be- or answer, find the answer, you're trying to get a better question out of it. Yeah. So in the, uh, what happened for us in the, uh, in the entertainment industry is how are we going to monetize? How are we going to make money? How are we going to gain influence? How are we going to do this? An industry that's been shut down when that's what we were doing. Mm-hmm. So we started working with oil companies, with um, stores, branding stores, and putting on live virtual concerts so that these stores can still generate sales, develop their Amazon stores, develop their brand, develop their name. Because even at that, what ended up also happening, <clears throat> this is kind of where... Um, and I was telling Troy, and this is kind of part of this conversation. There's another venue that just recently reached out and they basically want to give me nine months of, hey, Anthony, we'll give you this venue and you can do whatever kind of show you need to do just so you can try to bring in some avenue. So knowing what I do, it's okay. Well, if I can't bring people in, how do I still get people to engage with the brand of the venue and their goals and things? And it was understanding that, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to bring in a live camera crew. We're going to bring in um, independent engineers for audio in your systems, um, front of house. So people that do show up that still want to go out and catch a show, they can, and we're going to make sure we follow like any of the Corona guidelines, any state regulated stuff. But if you don't want to, at your home. You're not missing. You're not missing the, you know, the show or the gig or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then what's happened is it's allowed us to, um, advertise any type of business that, you know, if it's, a, you know, a, a uh, knife store like Bear Claw Knife and Shear, some of these places that are here in Midland and stuff like that. They're like, well, Anthony, you know what? It's hard for us to advertise and to get out there right now. But if you're doing live concerts, then whoever shows up there gets that branding. And whoever's watching and engaging online is also going to get that branding. Whoever's going to do this is going to do this. And it, it it was just kind of redeveloping the idea of how are we going to re-engage w- with the audience that's stuck at home, you know? Um and this is just kind of one of the simplest points of what it is that we've been able to do, you know, um, and figure out what makes it work because a lot of people are just still stuck in an old way of thinking, oh, let's still do it like this. Why doesn't that work? Um, <clears throat> another little quote uh, that I actually had a, uh, a producer that I worked with years ago, we were talking and he kind of told me this and uh, he said, you know, anything that's great, the reason it's great is it hasn't been done yet. 
once it's been done, then it just becomes a normal after that. So like the first person that broke like the four minute mile, once he broke that four minute mile, then everyone followed. There was nothing special about it anymore. You just remember the name of the guy that did it the first time, you know? So it's saying, okay, well, here's the industry. Here's our current things. And honestly, the social media, the marketing, the podcast, there's been so much. There's been tons like billionaires became mega billionaires in the past year. I was just yeah. reading the top 11 most successful men in the world became even more successful in 2020, you know, when everybody else was shut down. Um, and it's just because they, they did. It. And even at that, here's another thing about the thought process that I think of going into situations like this. Why is it some people are more prepared than others is because some people are thinking in quarters, like, what am I going to do this quarter? What is my plan next quarter? What's my plan next yeah. quarter versus, Hey, what I need to be thinking about is where I need to be in four years, not where I need to be in three months. The meeting that we're having today is saying, okay, this is what we're planning for going forward, but this is where the PBE or this company needs to be in four years. So what we're doing today was already planned for four years ago. And what we're doing now is planning for where we're going to be four years ahead. And that... Yeah, that type of of mentality of not just staying stuck. And because, I mean, life always happens and there's things that you can adapt to, but having a long-term plan like that, it doesn't matter what happens, you know? And I think that's that's the difference between the mentality of someone like, you look at like Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk and this, once they had all these regulations for California, this happened, it didn't matter anymore because they're outside of that, what's going on now, you know? They're outside of the timeframes that people have to live in, in that mentality. Um, so thinking about the long term in the context of what you're talking about for the PBE podcast, I argue, or I think what it, what it is for PBE podcast is that we are a podcast in the oil and gas industry and now the energy industry. We're, we're talking to geothermal folks, mining, we're talking to anybody, renewables about energy because that's this big idea of energy transformation is upon us and there's you know all kinds of people and different sides of the fence on the whole idea but where we stand is this technical revolution happening in the concepts of geology so we have this idea that if we're right and that there is an actual revolution going on in the earth sciences and our understanding of the natural processes of this planet are being fundamentally disrupted. If that's true, then that is a storyline that's going to take us for many years ahead. That's a storyline we're going to naturally be a part of and help develop with everybody that's involved in that. So there's that long term. Here's where we are and we have a right to be here for many years to come as a podcast. But now you're talking about this hybrid between a digital platform and an in-person platform. And I'm telling you, I might be in Texas on a job for like a few months. And if I can get to Midland one time a month to do this live thing in person at the destination in Midland, which is this badass spot that everybody enjoys being at, you know, before we get there on the intricacies of actually pulling that off, just tell me about the concept of going hybrid unless skips has another question for you but i'm just interested in this how do you actually pull off this hybrid event there's a bunch of cameras and and all kinds of technology involved um yeah so i think the the idea of 
just an in-person presentation, going to a, to a concert or a show or a live PB event or anything like that. What is it that, that, that everyone's missing right now? It's that actual social inter, you know, engagement, man, like y'all you're skips in California, in Arizona. I'm here in Texas. This was way cooler. It was way more fun to do it in person, right? Like when you just get together and y'all are all smoking the same cigar and having a drink, it's like, dude, two hours flies by like nothing because it's just that engagement and yeah. people that are able to come out here, they still get that. But how is it that we're connecting now? And it's like this. And even with these engagements that we're looking to do social. So we say we're going to do it at the destination. We're going to do a PBE concerts, you know, these big events, because even at that, it's not just the PBE saying we're just doing this a podcast. It's we're going to do a show. We're going to do whatever it is that's allowing people to come in and initiate a conversation. You know, we want to go somewhere and find something that we have in common, sit down, have some drinks, have a conversation and the environment be, um, you know, be a creative environment, you know, be supporting the creative, the creative conversation. Um, so coming into the, to, I guess, um, as what you're asking is how, what are the technical details? So, I mean, live camera crews, multiple cameras, live camera crews, possible, you know, full bands, stand-up comedian for entertainment. It's BYOB events. They have food trucks there. It's free to the public. So anyone that wants to go, it's not like, oh, we have to pay to go to this event. No, it's completely free. Open to the family. They have playgrounds there for the kids, chairs for everybody. And if you're watching online, whether it's on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, any of this, you can actually engage with the artist that's online. There's going to be people there at computers that if you want to request a song, you can type it in and request a song. You know, if they want to ask a question for a live PB event, they can type in and you can ask a question. So it's about connecting with yourself at home and the person that's there, you know, performing or doing their show. Um, and then, uh, and then even at that, uh, having, other ways. And I, and I don't know how far we'll get in this. So I'm not sure what to say here, but even say you did a bigger convention type thing and you're going to follow this kind of measure of still, Hey, we're going to broadcast, but what about being in the convention and needing to pull in information from outside of the convention, doing live broadcast feeds into the convention from, yeah. you know, we're going to be out in the mountains. We're going to do some outcrop. Well, from outcrop, look at them out there. Tell yeah. me the rock skippo. <laughs> Maybe that's what we do. It's like, where skips today? Yeah, I love that. I love that. This is actually in Utah. That'll be the only hint I give. That's nice. I haven't showed this. Haven't showed this one yet. Haven't showed this one yet. So we're getting into this idea of what PBE is going to do in 2021, and I'm completely committed. And Skips is interested. I want to see something happen, man. We can't just let this fizzle out. We're not just a simple podcast group that has a ton of followers and blah, blah, blah. We just, we have our niche, man, and we want to talk about it and we want to keep pushing that forward. So we're going to focus that on 2021. What was the best thing and the least best thing of your 2028 train? Let's go around the, around the clock real quick. Best and worst. Uh, the best thing is going independent. So I left a studio that I managed and I worked at for about almost 10 years. And I left there and hit the road and am producing records for different artists. I'm building 
PA systems for churches and venues again because they needed the ability to put to broadcast even as far as building systems like what we're doing for oil companies so we're like man all of our employees at home how do we engage with them yeah. going and setting up cameras setting up microphones so they can do training online they can do this everything from oil companies consulting for churches consulting for venues artist development stuff, handling some of the business management stuff for artists that are kind of like, dude, this is where we're at. How do we monetize where we're at? We have a new album putting out, but how do I make money off of it if I can't do a, go, do a show? Okay, this is what we're going to do. Here's the team we're going to hire. Here's the camera crew. Here's this. Here's the venue. Do that. Get the sponsors. Do that. And just going independent has allowed me to say, hey, here's all these different um, talents that I have, and here's all the different talents that y'all have and the camera crew has in this seeing a vision, just being able to say, Hey, I don't have to look at things the way that I used to. I just find all this talent and the lost chemistry with people, put them together and have been able to, to sustain myself and other people too. I think that's the thing is just finding these teams where I don't see it. So th that's the best thing is just being able to go out and not be tied down into, oh, here's what I have to do because I'm working for somebody. Mm -hmm. Or like, here's what I get to do. Mm -hmm. And now my work schedule isn't so much based around, or my life's not based around my work schedule. Now my schedule's, my work life is based around my schedule. Mm -hmm. So getting to be at home with the kids, you know what, I'm not going to go do anything for a week. I'm going to do this. And then for 12 days, I go and grind or whatever I need to. And I'm going to be home for Christmas this time. And that, so that, that by far is the best for me. The worst thing, the least best, the least best. Least, yeah. I think just the least best is probably the little brief moment when I was leaving that I thought, man, I don't know if I'm going to be able to pull this off. Just, just that, that short period. And man, and honestly, here, here's like, I thank God for it. In about 14 days after leaving all the income that I was scared about losing anything that I thought, everything came together in 14 days after I left mm. just been good after that. So in that short time, I was like, Oh, I need to do this. I need to do that. Everything happened together. So, and that's not even like a least point. I, I kind of expected, I honestly expected it to last a little longer to where I was like, Oh, how long am I going to take to figure it out? And it did it. So, I mean, I know some people really struggle with the coronavirus and some businesses shut down. There's been some really bad stuff, but for me, 2020 hasn't been so bad because even when we were slower, I was able to stay at home with my family more versus having to be gone so much versus having to be home so much. Uh, my wife was working all the time and they shut down her store and they shut down her business. So she ended up at home with our kids. So then our kids were at daycare and they didn't have to go to daycare anymore. So they were at home with mom. Mm -hmm. And then I was, you know, so everything that kind of could have been a negative and there were struggles. There was a lot of other things that were honestly, I just see them as positives. You know, I just see them as like, dang, dude, we got to be a family again. We got to have our kids again. We got to be at home here. Financially, we've still made it. So I don't really, I don't, it's hard for me to say at least best thing. Right. And well, from my perspective, and obviously we've been going month to month and staying in contact and getting, you know, we, we, we get through it with the community that we have and the people around us to get through and figure out what is the best way to go forward. And I can say without question, dude, I know you know this, but it's how valuable you are 
in your ability, dude. Like you are very, very unique and incredibly skilled. And you saw, I saw that for you from my perspective. I saw these people that go, man, I need your help because you know what the hell you're doing. You know how to get it done and you got it done for them time and time again. So it didn't all come together. Maybe it didn't all make you a million dollars, but I know for sure, I think for you, for the rest of your life, you can understand and hang your hat on that. I, I provide a valuable uh, service to everybody who gives me a chance. Yeah, that absolutely. Like it, with all humility. Yeah. I, I know what I'm capable of <laughs> and yeah. just getting to get out there and do it and, and apply everything, man. It's, it's a different game. Yeah. So I love it. Yeah. yeah. Thank and you, dude. From, I appreciate and, that, man. And from my perspective, I think what the most, I think this will probably go for all of us now, now hearing a train's answer. It's, it's not necessarily the worst thing that happens, but it's this fear of the unknown, right? We're comfortable in this schedule we're in. We're comfortable with this job that we're in. It's, it might not be ideal. We have these problems with it, but we we're we're getting that check and you know, but that light at the end of the tunnel is not exactly what we want. Like you said, I don't get to, you, you still make all these sacrifices. So in, in doing what you did, I mean, like you said, it wasn't the worst experience, but it was just that fear of the unknown. But now, you know, it turned out to be, I mean, would you do it again? That's the question. Oh, absolutely. I would have done it earlier. I waited. There we too. go. Yeah, I would have done there it earlier. We go. The only, I think the only thing that I'm glad that I waited longer, if I'd done it earlier, the bad part would have been, it would have been so long ago that I wouldn't have met y'all. So I'm glad I waited long <laughs> enough. To have yeah, good. Yeah, good. Good call. I, for me, it was the best timing that you could have done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because we we were out of Midland by then, so it was perfect. Oh, but I'll come <laughs> back. I don't know how I'm going to get y'all back here, but one of these days I'm going to be like Skips Troy. Yeah. I feel like all roads lead back to Midland. As much <laughs> as I'd hate to say it, I feel like at some point in my life I'm going to be back there. Wow! Yeah. Wow! Maybe Midland. Yeah. Once you get, I don't. Midland. I don't know for how long, but I'm the feeling. <laughs> I just, you know, you know what I mean? It's like that gut feeling. It's like, it's good, man. It's hard to leave this place. And I grew up around oceans and rivers and on the coast and everything. And then for there not to be nothing, but there's no water here. There's like a pond in Midland. Yeah. <laughs> like that's you don't go to, you don't go near that pond. <laughs> oh man. All right. What do you got, man? Best. Least best, what do you got off the top? Oh, man, this is tough. For me, without a doubt, the best is moving when I moved back, just getting to spend time with my family. It it this has been a blessing that I don't think I'm gonna, you know, after this step, I don't know if I'm ever gonna be able to do this again. But being able to see like my little sister every day and seeing my father again, it, it's just been it's been a blast, man. I mean, it's, it, it's, and it's strange too, cause you leave for four years and then you come back and then it's like, wow, all this has changed. But at the end of the day, it's, it's kind of the same, but that that's for me has been my, in my opinion, the best part of the year. Just, just being back with the fam again. Uh, worst. Dude, like I said, uh, I think it for, honestly, probably the Raiders. I, I hate to touch on this before, but it's probably the Raiders, like, like just hurting me on an emotional level that, you know, not too many people would understand except for you guys. 
I, th- I think that's, I think though that was the worst part of the year for me. As lame <laughs> well, as that sounds. Wow. Well, no, that's, that makes sense, man. That's, that's really unique uh, to have the opportunity to go out and, you know, become a successful professional. You had options to go and do many things after 2019 or as 2019 was coming to an end, 2020. Yeah. And, to go back home and, and you still got to work on some geology problems and stuff back in your, your connections there in California. So that's yeah. you know, super cool. But man, being back with family, what a, uh, yeah, what a unique opportunity. And now you, you're kind of gearing back up to take off. Yeah, exactly. And I think, and this is the other perspective I had was being in Midland. I mean, while, I mean, while we were there working full time and then going to grad school, I mean, I was on the gas, basically from the second I woke up to the second I went to bed every single day and and being able to step back again and then absorb all that knowledge. I feel like I'm a better geologist now than I was when I was in Midland, just because I had times, I had time to go back and reflect on not only my thesis, because, you know, going back and editing it for publication that I was like, Oh shoot, I should have said this. I should have said that I should have like, I'm pointing out little things that I didn't even realize because I was just, you know, trying to get it done as, you know, most master students do. And like, they're, they're trying to like check all the boxes and all right, it's good enough. Get out of here. But there are little things that, you know, you start to notice by slowing down and taking that step back that uh, I never would have, if I was still on that schedule. The culture of Midland, man, blowing and yeah. going, blowing and going. Yeah. yeah. But you know, with, with what I said, when I skipped said do you, like 2020 really kind of learned to, for me, 2020 changed perspectives. Yeah. Period. Mm-hmm. Anything, personal lives, business life, your education, anything you were doing, your family, for anybody, it changed the way you looked at everything. Being at home, if you didn't have a job or you had one, it changed your perspective on that. And you learn to appreciate, for me, like the things that really matter. Like Skips was saying, man getting to be at home with your family, getting to see your dad and your mom. And dude, yeah, that was, it's definitely been a plus. Yeah. Oh, for sure. All right, T-Roy, you up, dog. (laughs) Uh, The best thing, man, of 2020, I had a a baby boy. So I definitely, I definitely, I got a girl and now I got a boy. And, uh, and so that was definitely the highlight of 2020 and that being in November, but it was after, you know, taking the most financial risk I've ever taken in my life and professional risk that I've ever taken in my life and, and coming here and not knowing exactly what this was and what this is going to turn into, uh, and what it is today, man, I'm incredibly proud of the accomplishments of, of just coming together with a new team and a new set of folks and them kind of going, ah, what's going to happen with this guy? And then now the group that we have and this power of the, uh, this united group and, and our lined vision and motivation for what the research institute's going to be, what we're focusing on, the opportunities there. Man, I, I looking back, like, yeah, that, it, there's a lot to be worried about for sure. And doing all this in the middle of 2020 and, and it not working out in some way or the other. But at the end of the day, the product we have, the future we have built in this year of dedication, I'm, I'm incredibly proud of that, man. I learned a ton, so I'm happy for that. 
for me, the the least uh, best thing that that's happened this year is is to watch friends and family, uh, you know, get completely fucking sidetracked with these distractions that they don't have control in, in my opinion. So it was this pol political thing. It was the coronavirus. It was the way people respond. And now you have family and friends and people around the world, you know, just not there to support. But it was it was a lot of negativity, man. It has been a lot of negativity about how if, if somehow it's going to be the end of the world because a new election and that's the same shit they've been saying last four years and the four years before that and you know this is this is just a collective mindset of the best we can do and at the end of the day i say this we had trump and biden and honestly personally i said is this really the best we could fucking do folks is this <laughs> yeah. the best we could do I, that is frustrating. That's frustrating. But really, it was, you know, at the end of the day, that's that's it for me, man. Uh, we'll we'll leave that subject alone. But it was yeah. it was it was a struggle, man, because I'm a I'm a people person. And and I was affected by some of these people in my lives that, uh, man, they couldn't they couldn't get out of that trap. It's it's an intellectual, interesting trap of politics. And it feels like it's you know, it's so important that you should rely so much emotionally involved in this. But at the end of the day, if you really step back, it's it's not realistic. You don't have any control of how that's going. Like, oh. let's just chill, man. Let's chill. So let that's me. Tell exactly, you that's exactly it. Yep. I, I was I was gonna say the same exact thing. Is is people just got too emotionally involved in this? I mean, in just politics in general and everything that was was going on, right? They people something that's totally out of their control you don't need to be that emotionally attached to right it's good to understand the facts but at the end of the day you can't i mean if someone like if saying either biden or trump to a specific person is going to trigger them it's like yeah. that's that's i mean just that being an example but uh yeah, that's so enough for yeah that's enough for the political rabbit hole but i i, I would i would 100 percent agree with you but it's over now so everyone can be quiet and like we can move forward <laughs> Right. Get, it, ain't, it ain't changing. We moving yeah. forward. Here's here's one of the things I want to say about about that because I have had those discussions about politics a little bit. But I just my point is this: the information you're being fed, whether you're on social media or the news, all that was already decided for you. So whenever we deal, like even in the entertainment industry, music industry, marketing, advertising. The algorithms that Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, the chances are that the people that are watching this, this isn't by chance that you're watching this. It's the fact that you're watching this because everything else you watch is tracking you to this video. Everything. If you get on Facebook, try this. And I tell this to anybody. Go on Google, right now. Just type in boats. Just look for boats for a week. Awesome. Just type in boats on Google, YouTube. Oh. Don't even do it on Facebook. All right. The week, get on YouTube. All the friends that you have on YouTube, it'll be boat owners. You'll start seeing, why is everyone on over here? They all own boats. Because all that information, cookies, all your data is being tracked the whole time. It's not by accident. These are algorithms. This is how it works. So guess what? If you're a Biden supporter, guess who pops up on your feed? Other Biden support. Other people who think exactly like you that are as convicted as committed to these ideas as you there's no new thought process you're just being told what you want to hear the whole time yeah. and it creates this environment where 
I'm it's, right. it's circular reasoning, right? Exactly. You're, you're, in an, you're in an echo chamber. That's, <laughs> yep. that's all you've done. And that's why even though I deal with social media all the day, we're not allowed to have social media in my house because I know how it works. Facebook, TikTok, Snapchat, and I use all these all the time for work. We use all these things with companies, but it is not a, oh, I know what I'm looking for. You're being fed this stuff by which research all the time. Yeah. It's interesting. It's not necessarily fake news that you're reading. It's just news that has been kind of generated from that perspective to, yeah. to kind of to to keep you moving along that line. Yeah, man. Yeah. And yeah. and to come full circle with it, because that's what we do here at the PB podcast. We come full circle with things. <laughs> um you're looking for answers. You're not asking better questions, right? That's that's what's also happening on social media, right? You're looking for answers for your particular issue, uh, blah, 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 instead of continuing to answer or ask better questions. Wow. And, oh, man. God, dude, I'm sorry if I'm talking too much, but she said something, and this is, so my daughter, she's 12, right? She had to do this paper, and the question that they asked her, and I was like, damn straight, Kirsten. I love the way you answered that. They asked her, they said, she had to do this paper. How does she feel the U.S. is handling racial tensions, the federal government handling racial tension in the U.S.? And Kirsten, basically, I'm going to super summarize it. She says, the federal government has nothing to do with racial tensions. She was like, if you're having issues in your city, she was like, why don't you choose to elect a different mayor and different police chief versus blaming them on the federal government? She was like, why don't you move to your state? Why don't you get people that are minorities in those areas into the office in your local governments, dude, just her way of breaking down. I was like, that's the point. That's where change happens. If we're in Midland and you want change to happen, get involved with who you elect as the mayor, get involved with who you elect as a police chief. Yeah. Those things are what's going to change, make change in your computing, not in your community, not the president. You yeah. Know? So anyways, dude, I'm going to shut up. I don't know why that all came full circle, but Skippo tied it all together because I was thinking the whole time that it all these problems and all these changes don't start with the White House. It starts within our house. Yeah, like, yeah. My house, man. <laughs> What's going what the fuck is going down in my house, man? How are these, you know, how how is my family responding to these things? And those- put that on a shirt. <laughs> I'll buy it. <laughs> Hey, new PBE shirt? Are you kidding me? Doesn't start the White House, starts in our house. There you go. Bang. (laughs) 30 days, get online. You're going to find a PBE shirt. We're going to sell them all sizes in onesies. You know, for for his little boy, we can have a little. Yeah. Are you kidding me, man? I think I'm going to actually do that. Just the one part for sure. Uh, But yeah, dude, it's exactly. What were you going to say, Skip? Oh, no, no, no. I mean, I was going to change the subject, but finish what you're going to say, and then I'm going to ask a question. Right on. Okay. So uh, the fact is that, uh, you know, the, the political situation and how governance works is not perfect. It knows that it has two outs, outside forces that it doesn't know exactly how it's going to interact with the governance, and that's environmental and social. The people 
and then simply the environment. So the governance is not a sole response. It's not a one thing. It's involving other things that are very, very important that need to be talked about in specific detail in modern geologic context. As I always say, uh, it just it it really helps when you when you know that it's not just about the government. It's not just about the guy or the the group, the administration that's leading the governance. We have environmental and we have the people that need to make it work too. We're not relying on just that. There's so much more to this. And so why are we all, you know, getting so distracted with that part of it? There's the environment and there's the social aspect of this. Let's get focused on all of it. That's it. I'm done. Done. Done so. All right. My question. Yeah. T Roy. What was your this is this is gonna be very subjective. What was your favorite podcast of the year? Oh man, man the the two that come to mind: Doctor Scott Tinker and and Powell, Tim yeah. Powell from uh, Oil and Gas Council. I, I it just Doctor Scott Tinker was so good because it talks about the just overwhelming, obvious fact that there is no realistic chance to get away from hydrocarbon energy any time soon. It's, 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 it's a dangerous thought. The world, it's just, we're not even close to that. The third, the primary countries of the world at the very top are thinking that it's possible. Everyone else in the world is like, no. So it, it, it's just, an, it was an obvious thing. And that, that is very important to me personally, because of you know where I'm at with hydrocarbon generation and the whole you know earth science revolution that supports what's going on there and what the people are talking about and what the world needs and then Tim Powell's episode dude about you're not getting money in oil and gas for a new project unless you're thinking about environmental social and governance ESG yeah. and how we can get better at being more efficient as an operator decrease the carbon footprint or whatever it takes just decrease the amount of energy and cost it goes into making money in the oil and gas industry that's where it's going and that's the only way it's supposed to go like what what are the other options i want more money and to be more efficient let's go that way Who's saying I don't want those things? Like, yeah, fuck you. I'm not giving you money. Why would I give you money if you're not trying to be more efficient and make more money? Very simple, man. That and so ESG's there. There's a bunch of money there. That's exciting. That was it for me, man. That that's a good question, though. Dude, well done, well done. And I, I would have to agree with you on the Scott Tinker episode. That one was for well for me, just getting a chance to talk to. Dr. Tinker was, you know, that the bucket list checked off. Yeah. I mean, just, I mean, the utmost respect for the man. And I mean, the work that he's provided for the industry and what he's continuing to do is phenomenal. Yeah. And then the other one for me, just because I, I was, I just loved looking at the images was the uh, Bell Geospace with uh, Cole, Dr. Cole Murphy. That one I loved as well. Just looking at all that grab mag data and just it being a super highly technical podcast that I, I absolutely loved that. Absolutely loved it. Wow. That well, I'm going to come back to that in the concept in the drill down part of this show. We're going to come back to Bell Geospace and what's happening with this convention that we're thinking about putting together. A trade. I don't know if you're an avid listener of PB podcast. So I won't put you on the spot for that. But for what you know and how we've been able to wrestle through this year, 
and what we are and who we are and how this is developed. What's your favorite thing for PBE podcast in 2020? What were you, I don't know, excited about the most? Y'all's ability to think outside of the box. Nothing is ever just linear and straight. It's, man, here's all these potential points of growth, potential points of innovation, potential points of development, new ways of thinking things, even though you might already be like, we know this is the case, but why? Why have we still accepted this? Why are we not challenging this deeper? Maybe there's a bigger conclusion here. I love the thought process on how y'all view problems. Dude, that's that's the PBE podcast to me. I love the way y'all deliver information and how you put it out there and changing the way people think. I think I think that's the biggest thing for me. I love thinking differently later on in my life than I do today. Like I don't like I don't want to be stay stuck thinking the same thing. Like that's boring yeah. to me. Yeah. So that is what is engaging about the PBE. And then even at that, maybe you're later the, the information changes. But y'all aren't going to be like, oh, no, but we're going to stick to our old ideas since I was done for years. It's like, no, that's that's dumbass shit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like, here's the new information. Here's where we need to look at now. And this is how we're going to play. We weren't wrong. We just had the information that we had back then. Yeah. What makes us right now is saying, no, now we figured out more of the puzzle. Now we've yeah. asked more questions. We become more educated between talking to these geologists and these engineers and these companies and these societies this is why the PBE is, is, is the PBE. The information is extremely validated. It's extremely, you know, researched. Um, so that's, that's it for me, man. That's, that's the best way I could say it. Well, I appreciate that a train. I appreciate how you said that. I think that uh, it's a reflection of, of us as a collective group, me and skips together doing this, like our, we're reflecting back you know, new ways to think about stuff and actually changing, you know, the, and, and charging f- towards these anomalies that aren't well described. What's going on there? Let's talk about those things. There's got to be discoveries to be made in all this, uh, you know, this nonsense. Uh, I brought up the PBE podcast company page on LinkedIn. And the reason I did this is because it's it's going to transition us into the drill down segment, I think, pretty dang smoothly. The first live event completely digital, no in-person thing. Skips is at in California. I'm here. And this energy transformation was hot to trot. And we had people on LinkedIn that were very vocal about renewables and how this transition is happening. So we brought in one of those people. And you can see the first live event, we end up with contacts from the PBE podcast that showed up and said, I want to attend this. And at the, rea- at the end of the day, we probably had 40 people actually show up to the event. But that's beside the point. A lot of people said, you know what? This looks interesting. I like it. Uh, we also got feedback about uh, Eventbrite being kind of a pain in the ass. Sorry, Eventbrite, but it's just the truth. They, that's because they had to kind of, uh, it was a minimum donation to get into the live event. So somebody wanted to put a penny. Some people put $100. And we, we just didn't want it to be free, like donate to PBE Podcast to keep this all going. And Eventbrite was the source to do that. And it just didn't end up going very well. They The, the feedback I got was when it started, where the heck's the link? Where the heck's the information to get into the event? And it was through an email and you had to follow this chain of commands to get to the event. So 
you know, all things considered, we don't know exactly what we're doing. We thought, okay, that first event was fun. Second event, let's talk about the mining industry, the bull market that's coming. The, the, the bear market of the metals industry has been 20 plus years. And there's a massive shift and a massive change right now. And arguably around the metals industry, we could be going into a bull market for many, many years. So that's exciting. That's something as a geoscientist, engineer, anybody that can speak. Uh, to a what market? Bull. Bull market. Explain yeah. that. Yeah. Teach me something. Bear market means that it's low and it's kind of trending down. It's not very good. It's a bear market. A bull market is going up and to the right. Yeah, it's up and it's, it's, it's essentially saying it's going to be a stable economy. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Dirk. Harbeck. Dirk Harbeck, man. Yeah. Yes. Talking renewable. With, with, yeah, with the lithium talk. And then we had a friend of the show, Neil, give us some fun facts, dive into the metals business for news and information. Dude. And then uh, and then we ended yeah. it with the fourth rock type. Yeah, the fourth <laughs> rock type. That's what it was. <laughs> uh, dude, I love, fucking love Neil, man. That guy's a good dude. And, uh, you know, when we first came out, we started talking about all this positivity and, and you know, how we're going to turn this industry around. Uh, Neil Turlick was one of the first guys to go vocal and go, okay, PBE podcast, you're all bubbly and excited about the oil and gas industry, but there's really no reason to be excited about it. It's all really bad right now. Stop talking. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> he didn't say it exactly like that, yeah. but I'm Neil. Actually, there is a ton to be excited about. And we, that sparked a relationship. Now I can call the guy, text the guy anytime. And he, that man is excited for the oil and gas industry. He's excited as a geoscientist. And, and so he, he's, he's now going, man, I, I didn't see it right away. But I, I think I believe what PBE is doing here. And you guys are contributing something. And so much so, he did the news and information that day on the live event. So these live events are interesting. This is the last one we did. Mars Geology. We got over 300 folks from LinkedIn. Geologists, engineers, money folks, landmen. All these folks from our contacts that were saying, man, I'm, I'm going to catch this one. The Mars Geology. What the hell are these PBE live events? So we were trending upward. 144 to 197, 337. And that's the last one we did because it's a lot of time and attention and money to put on these live shows. So that's just the reality of it. But we were trending upwards, man. I mean, this 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 idea that you can do a digital event that brings a community together is somewhat real. But now that we're transitioning into the drill down segment, A-Train, your thoughts on doing a, a hybrid, an in-person convention, Midland, and a hybrid uh, digital event. Yeah. So here's, here's my idea on how to make this work. So coming to Midland, going to the Bush center, getting this awesome venue, they have a stage that we can use. There's spots for booths for all this kind of stuff. Bring people in out. We're centered downtown hotels, double trees, downtown, beautiful area, state of the art facility. They have cameras on the top to where when we do our PBE show on the main stage, doesn't matter where you're on the venue. They have screens that drop down on every wall. Have our videographers there recording the show and live streaming it to the internet and recording everything on redundant servers so we can edit a show later, maybe cut out the ums and the buts or whatever we need to do. 
But no matter where you are in the facility, once we go live, you can just listen to the audio. It literally comes out of the ceiling and you can be anywhere with clear audio. You don't have to be blasted by it and watch the PBE show frame anywhere. Wow. Doing that, if you're there and you want to say, man, I need to get out of the house. I need to go and engage. I need to develop some new relationships. My company may not allow me to go and sell, you know, office to office slash door to door right now. But hey, I can go and talk to the main VPs or the main whoever it is that's in charge of these conventions and create those relationships in person. Meet, have those relationships, be able to catch the PB event, be able to catch main lectures, possibly on the stage. Hey, use a PBE stage. If you have a few people that want to come up and put up a new thesis, a new paper, whatever is new technology, you can use the big stage. Just show up. Just show up and we're going to figure out how to get you into the show. If you don't have your own booth, if you don't have this an area for education or whatever, wow. all of that's also going to go digital. So if you're not there, if you're in Houston and you can't make it, you can log on and catch the entire convention, catch the PBE booths, have somebody walk around the camera, check out the, you know, the icon booth of icons there, catch out a booth from, you know, Slumberjay, whoever the companies are that are here are going to be at this convention and they can still have a chance to interact with you. You know, I went to CES. Sorry to interrupt. I went to CES in 2017 with the IT guy that I worked with drove there from Midland to Vegas and dude, they had robots, man. These things were chilling and they had a big TV screen and they would walk up to you and go, hello. And if you wanted to engage with the robot, you could do it. You could turn it on and it was a person. It was a person somewhere else in the world that would turn on and say, hey, nice to meet you. I help with this company developing these robots that are walking around talking to people. Hey, dude. Why can't we have robots to robot conversation? Okay. So <laughs> let's get a hold of these robot people. We're, okay. So. You don't know how we're going to part of the four year PBE plan. This is not the, the current. <laughs> it's not how we go first uh, right off the bat. We're not going robots. All right. yeah. no, no big go home, Troy. Come on, let's go. Let's get on it. Get the robots. Robot hey. guy. You're watching the show. We know you are. <laughs> Call us a bunch of robots. Oh, here. <laughs> so we did, a, we did a, a quick show or I did. Skips couldn't make the show, but we did a, uh, a, a quick little in-depth show with WTGS doing a completely virtual event in Midland in September. And one of the concepts, which I couldn't figure out how to make it work, or maybe I misunderstood it, but it was a concept in the conversation about how if me, you, and Skips are at this event and there's a live show, so there was always a live uh, main stage that you can click on and that presentation would pop up and everyone could watch the main stage, or you can float around and talk to sponsors. You can go to other parts of the website and talk to people. Well, one of the things that I thought was said was that you can go find another attendant. And if you say, oh man, Skips is here. And you go, what's up, Skips? You could set up a one-on-one digital with the person just in attendance. If you guys are like, nah, this is a money guy talk. I'm, I'm here for technical geoscience. And then bang, you guys are both free up and you want to say, hey, let's just catch up. And now you're doing it digitally. I couldn't figure out how to make that work. Or maybe that was just my misinterpretation of the conversation. But doesn't that seem like a pretty cool idea? Absolutely. No, and I think mm-hmm. we can do that. And that's one of the things I was going to say next is, per se, per se it's just because we worked with Icon, right? They're awesome. You're like Samantha and P's over there. 
P Dog's still there, right? Yeah. 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 Right on. Say it's Icon. Icon's like, you know what? We can only sit down one person over there, but we have this whole advanced sales team. We have somebody that understands the program. Maybe they only needs to send one actual face. We can set up iPads and iPad Pros and video cameras to where you can go in and sit down and they can video in, Skype in, Zoom in from Houston with people at the convention. So if they can't afford their whole team here, guess what? You can still interact as if you were here. Throw some headphones on. It's got the built-in mic. Bang. You yeah, say you're, yep. Say you're coming in from icons. You know, they're not, they're, I mean, they have an office in Houston, but they're from overseas, right? What about international companies? You can't make it. You can still be at this convention, still create, mm-hmm. set up a legit booth the way that you normally see at these oil and gas conventions, but have it to where you can interact with somebody. Wow. Phone call. Now, if you're at the convention and you're like, man, all this stuff's going on. Dude, we're talking about this outcrop. We're talking about this stuff that's going out here in the basin, whatever's going on. You, We can have somebody like Skips. The convention's no longer confined to the space of the walls or the virtual reality. We can have Skips out on the basin, out on outcrop, videoing in live footage, live interpretations of what's going on in the geology to the people at the convention. There you go. I see that, Castile. Yo, we need a good reinterpretation of the Castile. That could be a perfect place for Skippo. He's an outcrop, drinking beer, doing the barbecue. You can send another <laughs> 10 geologists out there with him. And you're telling me next year, potentially, in a PBE conference, we would have the ability, the technology, for Skips to stream live from outcrop at the Castile, giving us a new interpretation, a reevaluation of the Castile live in real time what in real time to where everyone that's in the convention can see what's going on into this facility so when certain things line up see here's here's some of the problems sometimes you see it's an old venue or it's old this and you can't ever get it to to move together the bush center right now is a state-of-the-art ready facility that has a lot of these potential um problem-solving technology you know things incorporated like their design is really nice but when you work with somebody like me and my team and the people that i work with that we're used to being on the road live shows live videos we've worked with new stations i've worked for abc i've done all these yeah. things and we can go out and bring that into the convention we yeah. can network a whole building up man if before the convention say your icon science you're like man Troy, we can't send anybody down there cool call the pbe I'll go to your place. I'll travel to Houston, set y'all up everything you need digitally over there. So that come the convention, your technical part over there, we've already handled and it's already integrated into the way the system's going to work here at the convention. Dude, I know a guy in Houston that would do that for us. His name's P dog, motherfucking P dog. <laughs> go and do all He would help set us all up on that. And same with the Houston geological society. There's people there that would totally donate their time to go out and help us set up those digital little stations, that connection that we need. So you're setting these digital hubs up so that the people in person can walk up to the icon science booth and there's a video plan and it's telling you what the company is and then you got these ipod head stations where you slap the headphones on and it's saying hey here's the 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 marketing person for pb uh, for icon here's the product uh, 
manager of this particular tool at Icon. And you sit down and you can talk to who you want to talk to and they're out there in Houston or if they, if they can't make it. That's what you're telling me. Yep. Skippo, you hearing this? Dude. Yep. Big things okay. coming. Oh, Big things coming. Here, That's all I got to say. Here's what's going to happen at the end of the night. We have this huge stage, state-of-the-art building, state-of-the-art PA system. Middle of the day, we have this happy hour or whatever. At the end of the night, because of restrictions, if Corona is still a thing, we're going to have live band, live music, entertainment there. You don't have to leave. You're still now. You're not even a block. Literally, you walk out of the front door of the Bush Center and you're at the Double Tree. It's not even a block. It's crossing the street. Yeah. Now. So you can stay at the convention. You can mingle afterwards. You can hang out. You can have live music. We can have wow. Dance. We can have people. It's all there. We can even decide and talk with the band or the artist, whoever it is that we're going to have or whatever the, the entertainment may be and say, hey, guys, I want to come in, maybe live stream the concert for everyone who's at home, too. If the artist is like, you know what, Anthony, we're down to go live. We're really, you know, we can do this. Even if you're an icon now, you're like, dude, I wanted to always to see that band. You can still check them out. Just stay logged on. Just keep watching the Facebook. Keep watching this, whatever. Engage with it. That's my idea. That's the convention now toward digital being there engaging with you know whether it's your home and you get on your iphone you log on facetime and you want to get on put some headphones on with a little microphone like skips you don't even need a huge setup that's all you need wow you can even do a podcast on hey if you want the most minimalist podcast setup like something skips has that works this is how we can do it we'll do a podcast yeah. we'll show you regardless so you don't even have to be a big company you don't have to be you have to be anything get on FaceTime with us live on the PBE at the convention, you know, um, it's, Damn. yeah, we can do it. Wow. Wow. Skippo, what do you think, dude? What are your thoughts on this right now? Dude, I'm loving this. <laughs> I, I, I definitely think this is how conventions should be moving forward. Right. And I know it's not a good thing to be, you know, on, the, on that curve of innovation. I know it's not a good thing to be the innovator, right? That is not the position you want to be in. You want to be an early adopter, but sometimes you got to risk it. That's right. And I, I'd be willing, I'd be willing to try it out. That's where I think we could hit something really great here for the community. That that's what I'm hoping for is whatever however we set this up is the ideas that come from it right like i said we're not looking for answers we're just looking for better questions oh and if that is that is our overall goal of this convention and if we are able to do that by connecting people from all over the u.s all over the globe i know it might be hard if you're you know in europe or whatever waking up at two in the morning or three in the morning to to listen in but having that ability to versus not having that ability to i think would be worth its weight in gold oh yeah and and this is the first time this is stuff that i can just tell you i know we can pull this off this isn't even having been going through it and then saying we could have done this better. This is the worst case scenario for what I know we can do. So it's just going to improve beyond here. And then even at that, this is PBE convention, Texas, Midland. There's still PBE convention, Colorado, PBE convention, California, PBE convention, Oklahoma, wherever it is that we take this idea, this doesn't stay in Midland. I just know we can pull it off here. 
you know. Uh, part of the oil and gas industry. We can take this somewhere else. So, and it's going to. Yeah. So now it's getting tied that we're going to tie this back into this opportunity that you've created with this nine month potential program that PBE could be a main sponsor of in Midland, put it, getting the community together, whoever is willing to come out in the physical world and get, catch some beers, be there with people at destination, you know, putting this event together like that, and then also doing this hybrid virtual thing so people can get a real good idea and get some real practice on how the big convention might go at the end of this nine months or whatever we end up pulling the trigger on the big convention. Am I following you correctly on that? Yeah, yeah. So I had, I had the owner, his name is Mark. Great guy. I mean, he is, he... It's very rare that I find a venue owner that really cares about the artist and and really the people. Like he's not, and I mean, we're always trying to make money. We're always doing this, but his heart is in such a good place for people. It's been refreshing to talk to him. The way he takes care of the artist, the way he gets people taken care of, the way he pays people. It's just, I mean, I'm honestly, I'm still kind of in shock that somebody like this kind of still exists. <laughs> that sounds bad. He's just a great guy. And what happened is he approached me. We were talking about this event and he's had in the past year, he had somebody say, Hey, we have this girl that's doing this open mic night on a Thursday night or whatever. I don't think she's continuing anymore. And he's saying one Thursday a month, I want you to come in and do a, do an open mic night or something. And he was like, all I need is this X amount of dollars in sponsorship. And you can have one Thursday a month for the next nine months, March through November. So I told Martin, all right, well, I don't really want to do an open mic night. I've worked with really good musicians for a long time. And I don't really want to just kind of hear people go up and try to play music. <laughs> it sounds bad, but I want to catch a show. I want to watch a good band. I want to watch somebody that's rehearsed. And then I started to think, but what is it that Midland doesn't have? Well, Midland doesn't have stand-up comedians. Midland doesn't have, you know, maybe a live podcast where you can talk about oil and gas. What live artists doesn't Midland normally get? Or if it is a local Midland artist, sometimes they're just stuck in Midland, but they deserve a great show. These are guys that I've worked with and I'm like, dang, man, they're just stuck in Midland or they're just here in Midland for X, Y, Z reason, right? Yeah. So I, I started thinking, well, how can I make this work to where it's, and here's the other thing, this, this venue is called The Destination. Anyone who wants to come to these events, it is free. This is the catch that Martin was saying. I want this to be a way to give back to the community. I want people to be able to come in. It's family friendly. There's even a playground there for your kids to play on. They have places to throw a, what's that game where you throw like the bean bags into the holes? Cornhole. Uh, Cornhole, yeah. He's got that. He's got little game stuff like this. P uh, PBE team is undefeated, by the way. <laughs> I just say that. PBE team has never lost in Cornhole. Oh, so there's another thing that's what we're going to have at the convention. We're going to have a challenge the PBE team for <laughs> Cornell. Um, all right. So we're gonna get smoked. <laughs> the PBE podcast definitely wants to be a part of this situation. So what can we do? We don't have all the money in the world, but we have some money. We can put up some money. We can reach out to our contacts and say, let a train put together an event every month, every, you know, once a Thursday, every month. It's, it's teeing up the big conference opportunity. It's bringing the community together. What do we got to do? Here's what I need. 
to pull this off because I don't mind volunteering time to do something for the community, to do something with the PBE, to do something for oil companies or engineering companies. Anybody, I say oil companies because that's that's what we're talking about with this, but anybody who's watching this, in order for us to pull, what I'd like to do with the destination is almost like what we're talking about the convention. I'm going to bring in a good band, good act, comedian, whatever it is. Maybe we might do one one open mic night just to just to get people involved. You know, you you go to these shows, you see a good band, and what do you want to do afterwards? You want to learn guitar. <laughs> you know, you want to play. So maybe after a few shows, hey, we'll throw an open mic night. You can come up on, and that way. And you know what? I'm thinking that's what I'm going to do now. Maybe we'll have an open mic night because if we make this happen, and we're going to have you know multiple videographers is my is my hope on location streaming this live with good audio not phone audio a dedicated engineer for your front of house for the audience a dedicated engineer for your monitors for the band and a dedicated system and monitoring engineer for the broadcast feed so for people that are turning in it sounds like you're watching you know like a legit broadcasted national performance like that's my vision for it these guys cost money. This equipment costs money. And this is the conversation I still need to have with Martin is saying, hey, I can get a sponsorship for the venue. I can bring the show here. But if I generate these additional funds, it's not to pay me. It's to pay for the show. Right. So that when these people are coming, you want it to be a free event. You want to say, I want people to know about my location. I want people to know about the PBE or about the destination. We can do that. We can handle the marketing. We can drive people into here. It's very family oriented. Do the food trucks that show up there? I've gone and just eaten there. <laughs> food trucks are delicious. Yeah, they have drinks, whatever. And the BYOB is really cool too. You know, uh, so it's family and adult, young professional. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah, and it it is a cool place. I've it's and even where like the family areas and and man it. It doesn't matter if you're a young professional, like, I don't want to go to this family oriented place. I get that kind of vibe too. It's not like that, but it's also like, if I'm a dad and I decided to go with my three kids, it's not so, it's also not a bar. Yeah. Legit. Yeah. And you, you have to come to the destination. You have to come check it out, especially when, or if we put on the show in person, just be like, wow, I had no dude. I had no idea. I'd heard about it for a long time here in Midland and I never went. When I went the first time, I was just like, what the heck? Like this is in Midland? Yeah. <laughs> I remember what a place. I remember right right when I was leaving, that destination started getting popping and there's events starting yeah. to happen there. And I, I I definitely remember getting there and going, Whoa, this is like a blueberry and a tomato soup bowl, man. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> definitely a different spot. Um, okay, so we're in. You keep us updated on what we can do, how we can help with making this commitment to doing nine consecutive shows over nine months. And we could, you could throw in a PBE podcast. We can get the mayor of Midland, or we can get the CEO of some big company. We could do something that's a, a bigger show, and we will commit to that. And we could do a show that night. That's that's of us, you know, being there, maybe even in person if if we can pull it off. But certainly through the digital deal. And um, absolutely, man. So this is kind of a mini version of what I think we could do. I mean, and it's a really scaled up mini version. We can technically do everything. It's a convention at these things, but just allowing us to get involved, you know, with Midland right now in the community, doing a show, you know, sponsoring a show, sponsoring some live music and bringing other people in the area together, you know, um, 
for something. Wow. Yeah. And this, this is cool. Skippo, what do you got? Dude, I, I think this is awesome. Something for the community, something for the industry. I mean, I guess those two things go hand in hand in Midland. I mean, at the end of the day, right? I mean, right. community yeah. and industry, that that is Midland. Midland is oil yeah. and gas. But I mean, there are, like you said, Anthony, there are a lot of people in Midland that have these talents outside of oil and gas too. So being, you know, being able to bridge that gap I think this this could be something really really special. Big time, wow! Big, big time, absolutely. I totally agree, Skips. I totally agree, man. I think this is definitely something I would definitely be a part of. I know PBE is like I said, we are in support of this. So A Train, keep us updated, and anybody listening that would be willing to throw in and help us bring the community back together post pandemic community building, man. Yeah. Let's. Let's be excited again. And so to go back to the convention real quick, and then we can get into the conception part of this show. Sorry. I hope completion not. Part of I hope this not. Show. Hope not. Ah, <laughs> two years into this thing, I can't stop. I can't stop calling the end the beginning. All right. We will get into the completion part of this show uh, soon enough. But before we get there, I'm thinking the the basic idea for this big convention, if we can actually pull this off, call it a two-day, two-and-a-half-day, do a core workshop, have Skippo out on the outcrop, bring it in live, outcrop discoveries. You know, I say discoveries because that's where I'm focusing 100% of my time and attention. I'm finding people who are asking different questions and are, are, are willing to exhaust themselves intellectually to go and find the data points that can maybe deliver a new interpretation. So the same old Permian being reevaluated from the basement to all the way up to what we see in the atmosphere today. How is there a geologic connection? between everything that's happening in the whole entire Permian Basin that makes an impact on engineers, landmen, CEOs, and geologists. We are integrating fully all departments, all understanding of this Permian, and we're reevaluating it with modern context and modern geologic concepts from the basement all the way to the atmosphere over two and a half days. That is something that's very, I mean, I think that could be something that could be done. I definitely think you're right. I mean, a lot of work needs to be put into it, but it's something that can and should be done. And tying back to Bell Geospace. So if you're talking, okay, basement, who cares about basement? The engineers are drilling into something 7,000 feet from the surface, basement. Well, you can tie basement structures using GravMag, especially Bell Geospace and Cole Murphy, get them in here. So you have a technical presentation of basement. Then, and why it's important to these reservoirs with this new concept of serpentinization and maybe a whole new way to think about hydrocarbon generation. Basement is important technically. And then follow that up with a PBE podcast with Bell Geospace again, where we're on the main stage and we're tying technology. We're tying a company that's out there doing the front lines of interpretations and data acquisition to help you better understand your basement and why it's important. So we tell them why it's technically important how it has an impact on your reservoir and why you're doing what you're doing as a company. Then we talk to a company that's supporting the basement interpretations like GravMag, uh, you know, new data from Bell Geospace. And we can just go through the whole itinerary going back from technical to technology and companies actually, you know, providing something of service of value of, of that specific subject. Does that make sense? Makes sense to me. Yeah, I, I think having that, that tie-in, especially 
where it's not just two separate entities or multiple separate entities where if if there can be an integration there needs to be an integration i think that is i think that is a very very key component of this whole thing interesting well we'll uh we'll work on that i think there's there's definitely an easy way to explain what our concept would be as it's really comes down to being a, it's a reinterpretation of the permian basin like a legit reinterpretation from people around the world world experts on these specific subjects and uh how could you reinterpret the permian basin as a mud volcanic system like these are all legit things that people from around the world would be very interested to hear for sure and i think it would also drive a lot of local people to go what's going on with this fucking what are these guys talking about all right completion part of the PBE podcast the first one of 2021 is here we're now in the completion segment with a train skippo bringing we're rocking it back we've been talking about all kinds of random things but the completion part of this show is kind of all about the future man it's all about you know how are things going to go now that we are in this post covid situation and you know assuming things are going to have a slow transition through this first q2 q3 maybe even of this this year what are you guys focusing on where are you spending time your attention what are your plans for 2021 2022 what are you guys doing so possibly i think the space that i'm in that i'm thinking i'm in i have all these since i've kind of adapted to being versatile and doing this and doing that i'm trying to figure out what I want to be do the most. I'm a passion driven person. So if I don't like it, I know I'll bail on it. I'll be like, no, don't want to do that. I have to love what I do. That that's just me. So I think the thing that might be coming to Midland here pretty soon is I think I'm bringing in a commercial studio to Midland where we're going to do record bands, all that kind of stuff. I want to have a room dedicated to podcast with cameras and microphones. I want to have a room with green screens and photography. I want to have production suites. So if you can't afford your own studio at your house, you can't go to someone's studio. We're basically going to have a room. Think of it like a bedroom. You know, we're going to have this, this building that has separate rooms. You can't afford 1200 a month. You can't afford this. Well, maybe you can afford $250 a month. And it's just a room that you can go in, set up your desk, set up your equipment have that space that is locked out and taken care of, and you can come in and work and go when you need to. And then if you need to use the recording space, you can come in and say, hey, Anthony, I'm recording the space. If you ran a production suite, then maybe you can basically have discounted use of the studio. You can grow as an engineer there. You can help out or whatever. If you're a photographer, you can come in and do the same thing. You may not need the studio space, but we have just the actual real estate space. You can do photography there. We can have graphic designers there in the studio space. So I want it to be a production facility. And then also with all the live sound stuff that I have, if you call us and you're like, hey, we need a live recording, we need this, doesn't mean you just have to come to the studio to do it. We can send out a crew of videographers, engineers, live sound companies to do a live event wherever you need one. Wow. That's where I think I'm headed at this year. Wow. Well, if PBE can sponsor 
a UTPB or WTGS podcast booth, like a little section of your company, that would be dope, man. I think I, if we if we can get there, I would be very interested in paying for that and and having it like a PBE sponsored thing. But their students are coming out from the geology and engineering de- department at UTPB, and they tell us yeah. some updates. WTGS updates us. PBGS, you know, we get these updates from industry right yeah. there, boots on the ground, man. That'd be badass. We can absolutely do that. We absolutely will do that. You want to? We'll figure it out. We'll do it. No questions about it. We can do it. Skip up. I was gonna say that would be sweet if you. I mean, if you can get the students in there talking about what they're researching, and then you know potentially you know asking for help or asking for different ideas from other professionals. Like, hey, this is what I'm working on. I'm working on seismic in this area, or I'm working on outcrop here. Or I'm working on this like you know geochem project. Is there any industry like these are the things I'm finding? Uh, is there any industry people that would be interested in like, you know, either reaching out or helping or, you know, thoughts or comments? I think that could be excellent for the students or professionals working on papers. That's freaking awesome. I, I actually love, I'm really, I'm falling in love with this idea now. Wow. All right, Skips, what about you, man? What's the, uh, Falcons up. (laughs) (laughs) We're flying. We're flying. (laughs) Oh man. So for me, it's it's been kind of a waiting game. I'm not gonna lie. I've I was trying to get into some PhD programs pre Rona. Uh, everything got delayed and pushed back. Uh, I'm still on the hook with a couple, so I'm I'm waiting to hear. I should be hearing back at the end of this month, and then that's gonna kind of decide my route that I'm gonna take from there. But it's either gonna be the PhD rabbit hole or there's opportunities and industry and that I'm considering going back to. But for the time being, I'm just enjoying it, spending time with the fam and, and, you know, what happens happens, but you know, the work has been put in. That's all I got to say. Wow. Yeah. For me, I'm in a little different spot, obviously, uh, than Skippo, but, uh, I'm, uh, I'm putting my, uh, my degrees and my what I believe are my talents, which is to find natural resources and uh, to find them efficiently and make more money than we spend. I'm now going to do that and be a part of a small company that is doing that. And so that's that's it, man. The rubber's meeting the road, dude. Like 2020 is kind of it's behind us, and in my opinion, it's there's there's a lot of red tape around you know whoa there's a lot of bad projects out there that they are just wasting money man and it's time to bring value we can't borrow any more fucking money we can't get any more government subsidies to try to make something work we got to get back into oil and gas get our energy levels high and stable get our metals department and metals uh, industry in this country nice and stable really realize what we have like so as a geoscientist, man, I'm I'm focusing on, you know what, I'm going to put money where my mouth is and I'm going to go out there and, and put this geologic model to work and I'm going to make more money than I spend. It's time to do it. That's what industry needs to do just in general. Like it's not only just how your mindset should be, it's how industry's mindset should be. Mm-hmm. And I think it'd be cool. I don't know how much information you can relay, but, you know, keeping everyone posted on, you know, what's going on and, you know. You know it, dude. You know it. Keeping everyone updated on the field, dude. 
Dude, you know that's going to be a thing. And it's it comes down to the people who own majority of the, you know, equity and how much they want to be public on, on all this information and sharing these ideas. But they they know my, at this point, with these projects we have put in for 2020, they know my ability with this technical stuff and adding that kind of videography and, and what we do here with this technical equipment. They see it and they see the value of it for sure. And so it's, I'm going to be constantly pushing the envelope on, you know, we want as much eyes, the biggest spotlight we can have on good geology and programs that are spending less money and making way more. Uh, that's what the world needs, man. And I'm going to, I'm going to go out there and give it my all, man. Put my own skin in the game. I think 2020 was about perspective about looking at everything that you have, everything that you don't have, what you need, what you don't, what you want. And I think 2020 was a time to reevaluate. And then 2021 is going to be where everyone starts acting on their ideas, starts uh -huh. doing something about the reality they just realized they lived. Yeah. And I think 2021 from here and for the next few years, I think it's going to be huge. Wow. Yeah. This is the time for entrepreneurs and people with vision to do something right now. Absolutely. Dude. And so where are you guys at with social media in 2021 and beyond? I see it as a tool for the businesses. I get it. You can, it's an easy way to, to remind people what you're doing and events that are coming up. Like it's a good communication tool, but I mean, I, I don't know. I don't see it going in a great direction. I don't see, a ton of activity. I, I just don't, I don't know. I get a feeling that social media, people are getting get disconnected from social media in the future. That's the feeling I get. Where are you guys at with that? It is. No, I, I absolutely think it is. I think the government is going to start a lot of regulations. They've already been in the, um, in the process of the house of representatives and, and Congress and things talking with, Mark Zuckerberg and the CEO of Twitter and stuff with regulations and all the issues with the, with the political bipartisan stuff with Democrats, Republicans, there is no way. It's just like even Bitcoin, like e-commerce currency, the government is not going to control that. The, the, even the idea of, Oh, it's freedom of speech. No, that's about control. <laughs> This is about influence. Social media is absolutely going to start going through regulation absolutely in the next few years. Wow. And it's going to get more intense. And I think even though, and there's, there's kind of an offset and, and this can, this just end up in a weird conversation, but you also have this influence of AI of artificial intelligence and how that works with social media and these, and these platforms. So how are you going to regulate that you know ai regulations social media regulations and it might sound disconnected but i'd have to have this would be a lot longer conversation with just my opinion i'm not an expert in that at all um but i i do think that social media even if the government doesn't get involved i think people already know social media it's just what people want you to see it's not necessarily the truth and i think yeah. that's the disconnection it's just it's it's just it's just makeup you know, yeah, um, dude, I got screwed over, man. Christmas came, Instagram's telling me, oh man, this is a cool gift. I see this, it's a hat deal that the women put on after the shower. They twist this thing on, it's a little hat deal, dry their hair. That's what this thing did. It said, 
three minutes. She gets out of the shower. She turns this thing on. It, it's a towel on her head. And in three minutes, she turns it off. And it's this dry flowing hair. Three minutes after the shower. I buy the fucking thing. It comes in a late, a week late after Christmas. And it doesn't dry shit. They got my $20. Is that the best Instagram's got for me, man? They're just ripping me out, just pointing me to fucking scams. I'm out, man. I don't need that in my life. I love everybody that I have on there and the people that I do stay connected with. And I get to comment and see that they're making a difference. And they're doing all this dirt bike stuff or all this you know, people from my past. I love that about it. But for the most part, I feel like I'm just being used, man. Oh, yeah. And I will. I think... It has to go, and I'm going to kind of say the flip side. I think people are going to be more social media dependent post-pandemic opposed to pre-pandemic because it's become such an integral part of everyone's lives because they're at home. And, you know, what do you do? You go to the kitchen, blah, blah, blah. You grab a drink, you check your phone, you go on Instagram, blah, 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 Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter, whatever you have. And I think everyone understands that social media has these negative consequences but just like anything else it's addicting once it becomes part of your life and this thing is in your hand it's like you're constantly checking it you're constantly doing this. like for me during the day i delete all the apps like i don't even want them on my phone like i don't want to be able to even log into them to you know look at whatever because i want to be completely away from it because i tend like subconsciously just to look at it and I, I think that's a, and like, and at the end of the day, you see how much time people actually spend on their phone, not even on social media. That time can be put elsewhere into a lot more productive things. And I, I think that I'd like to say people step away, but I think in reality, people are going to become more involved and more entrained within it just because, yeah. just because it's become such a big part of everyone's lives. I, I agree. So even with what I said, I can still agree with skips because it is extremely habit forming. And I think even my perspective, my idea on the subject is it's, it's kind of biased because I don't like social media and I'm thinking mm -hmm. everyone else is seeing it do what I know it does, but thinking everyone else might have the same information or education that you do on a topic is sometimes deceiving. Mm -hmm. So people may not see it the way that I do. You know, it's like when I, before I started making records, before I was in a recording studio, I used to love to listen to music, but now I know how music is made. And I know that it takes 20, 30, 40 hours to record a song. When I listen to a song on the radio, I just hear everything. It's also not doing, I hear what's wrong with the mix. I hear what's yeah. wrong with the arrangement. You don't view it the same anymore, you know? So I think that's my thing with social media is the more I get involved in it, the more I realize what it's not, you know? But it is super habit forming. That's why it's so it's super strong. I mean, Facebook was the first company to become a publicly traded social media, you know, uh, company. So I agree with skips too. I don't know, man. That's a, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's an interesting that, question. It's, it's tough, man. It's tough. I, I just Very think we're cool. just going to get more and more involved. Interesting. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I certainly am always going to view it as a tool. I never really got emotionally involved with any of that social media stuff. It yeah. really got to me on the addictive side. Um, 
But I'm also obviously, you know, very addicted to the idea of, you know, putting out these big visions and these big ideas and using it to make a difference. And, and I see the value in that. So I do get excited when one of those posts gets a bunch of attention and people are interested in that because I believe that, you know, this is a really, really interesting and disruptive thing that's going on. And let's talk about it. I want to engage with people that are like-minded and, uh, and have similar questions and are chasing their curiosity and pushing the envelope on interpretation and all that stuff. So I'm going to keep doing what I do. Uh, I'm just going to start to, to create a couple, hopefully a couple at least, uh, for-profit businesses that, you know, puts the, the these models to work if they are so disruptive and they are so powerful. And, and it, it does make it so exciting to go out there and make predictions of where oil and gas is going to be or where these metals are going to be. Let's go do that, man. Let's, let's spend good time on that. Let's make some clips from it. Let's stay engaged with the community that we've built. Uh, we can do all that, just like this show talked about. Let's, 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 Let's commit to this nine-month idea. Let's commit to maybe putting together the first hybrid convention in Midland. Uh, the PBE podcast can do that, man. I think we can really pull this off, fellas. <laughs> I definitely think you're right. Oh, man. I And I not to jump back on that subject, but I think, as A-Train was suggesting, I think 2021 is going to be a very, very productive year for a lot of people after this post-introspective kind of self-evaluation stuff. Because not only do I think people are going to be coming out of this quote-unquote with a clearer head, but I think, because a lot of people have, and like the reality of it, have lost their jobs, have lost their businesses, have lost a lot. Some have lost everything. But something special, I think, about human beings is that their ability to be resilient and bounce back from tragedy, to bounce back from hardship. And I think it's something that we haven't necessarily, not in my lifetime. I mean, there was the stock market crash in 2008, but that really didn't affect me. But seeing how something like that and with the coronavirus and with this like quote unquote economic collapse coming out of this, it's going to be interesting to see how people rebound from it. And I think there are going to be some great things happening. Yep. It's definitely the biggest stress of our time in our generation. I think it's, that's for sure. We're, we're, we're in between the boomers and the zoomers and it's our generation that is, is going to feel a lot, a lot of stress. And, and I think that's a reality. I think, you know, call it uh world war ii as a very big stress maybe there's another one that's coming on this next generation that's a very big stress but we'll we'll unite and and you're right we're, we're resilient as hell and we get better and we always push forward and so that's exactly what we're going to do man we're going to step up to these challenges and we're going to fix them uh, I think electrical vehicles is kind of a complete nonsense. Just throwing it out there. Sorry, Elon Musk, but there's just a ton of technology and a ton of bad ideas going after building a billion or trillion batteries for everyone to drive around with electrical vehicles when it's just like Dr. Stinker said, it's just a different idea. It's not more efficient. It's not better. There's all these other problems with it. It's just different. And we don't need different. We need better. Yeah. I, I'm going to say, I think electric vehicles are rad. I mean, like the concept of them are really, really cool. But the way they're currently being built, I just don't think, like you said, it's not better. It's different. And I think putting all those eggs in that basket, because being resource geologists, we understand 
we look i'm not looking at that car on the surface i'm looking at all the components that are in that car and what makes those components the lithium the nickel the cobalt and how dr tinker broke it all down and how each one of those things we only have a finite amount of a very very finite amount of opposed to other energy sources and not to mention like how do you recycle lithium lithium ion batteries like if there's a solution if someone can come up with a solution all that which i I hope someone does because it looks like we are going down that rabbit hole. Uh, there They're could be green pastures. Graphite though now, aren't they? Or graphene. 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 Yeah, yeah. there. It's it's Pretty a concept. Cool. It's gotcha. a concept. Yeah, the engineers, in my opinion, are totally over engineering the graphene, graphane, graphite. They're trying to make it just this perfect ultimate thing, but really the natural deposit of it is either going to be slightly a better, it's going to be a better superconductor, supercapacitor. So it's either going to store energy way better or it's going to deliver energy way better. It's not going to do both. Don't fuck over engineer this thing to do both. Just it is what it is. Let's find more deposits of it. You have superconductors, you have supercapacitors. At the end of the day, you got something that could arguably be a renewable resource lithium ion batteries and and solar panels and all that stuff it's not renewable renewable technically has to last at least one year one human lifespan so call it 90 years call it 100 years one human lifespan there's nowhere near that they're going like 20 30 years and you have to recycle buy new that's not renewable that's if that that's fucking the reality of it yeah. graphene graphane now you're talking about a hundred two hundred year lifespan with this stuff it's that much better at doing what the current technology does for the renewable so it's it it's potential there but it, dude putting all your eggs in that basket is a bad idea i'm just gonna say it. i'm still waiting for the hoverboards <clears throat> hey. the teslas and the cars you know, Marty McFly had one when I was. Yeah, I, I, I'm just waiting for the uh, the time traveling DeLorean. That's what I want. Oh man, <laughs> 55. That was. Yeah. I think I, my uh, power wheels goes 55 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, be careful with those fucking. I couldn't believe that. Uh, anyway, uh, so I look at Google. I'm getting this Google feed, and it said we have uh, uh, successfully or 90 percent success at uh transferring you know teleporting some material from it was like 44 kilometers in distance or something like that and that's what they were they were touting that it was 90 percent successful I'm like what do you show up with no hands or something what does 90 percent successful mean I'm, I'm out on that experiment dude <laughs> anyway just throw it out there <laughs> <That's, skips. laughs> i caught skips i caught skips Anyway, man, that, a way to end the completion part of this show. I think we're all on the same page, man. We are not light years ahead. We're not light years behind. We are what we are today. And we have good ideas. We have amazing people that have that have the talents to pull shit off. I think PBE Podcast can absolutely do this real life in-person in, con in -person convention, hybrid style, 
from the outcrops, from the core, uh, the court viewing room. We could do all this stuff, man, and really create a, a new way of delivering this information. At the same time, we have a really exciting change in our understanding of geology, and we can reevaluate this whole basin in a new way. It's not just simply new ideas. The data is there. We're reevaluating all this with the same data to create different pictures and think about how that's making an impact for the oil and gas operators, for the water resource folks in the Permian Basin, for the engineers that are dealing with dirty air because of the pollution and what's going on there. There's so much and so many subjects we can attack in a few day convention. Uh, I think we have the community that would support it. I think we need to advertise this and I'm excited for 2021 because of this show. What do you guys got? I just agreement. I agree. <laughs> Is that the end of the completion part of this show? I think we cut it off there. I think I think that was a phenomenal end. Yep. Anything yeah. else that we can do. You know what I mean? And what we needed, what we should have done, and what we need to do this year is Midland Council, the Midland Council here, if you're going to bring in a big uh, convention center or whatever, they'll give you like up to $50,000 to bring an event to Midland. Because all if they'll give you the 50000 but the people come and do concerts, oh, like food fest and these. If you do it in Midland City Limits, it brings in revenue to the city. People stay in hotels. People come in and travel. File that by November, so at least we can plan on that for next year. We can go to the city council, tell them our plan. We're going to bring a show here. We're going to book it here, and they'll give you ten, fifteen, fifty thousand dollars, whatever it is. And they give it to you. That's not like a loan. Midland City does that. That's badass. It makes good sense too, because yeah. the city does make way more money than that fifty thousand on bringing yeah. all. Make a shit taxes and hotel taxes and all that. Yep. Wow. All right, brothers. Hell of a show. I appreciate it. Let's fucking keep chasing this dream down and let's uh let's turn it into making some money this year. Hell yeah. Let me ask anything else. Holler at me, guys. All right, brother. Take care, A Train. Sounds good. All right. Later, Later, dogs.